This morning we've been talking about the strength in the U.S. dollar, rates on the move higher. Before the break, we were talking about the impact that's had on some of the commodities. I want to further that dollar discussion, and Bob Iacchino, the founder of the Chief Strategist of Path Trading Partners, joins us for that. Bob, good morning to you. Happy Wednesday. Uh, let's talk about how the dollar, in reaction to the hawkish tone we had from Fed Chair Jerome Powell yesterday to the highest level we've seen since November, back to, well, the middle of that 105 handle. Yeah, the dollar yesterday was up more than a percent against basically every single major you can think of except the yen and against the yen it was up 87 basis points. So you're talking about a very strong move, as you mentioned, one of the strongest moves we've seen in the last 12 months. And I think that was appropriate given what was said by Jerome Powell and given the way the market took it. You know, you look at what the Fed is doing right now in terms of trying to uh, assure the markets that they're not done and that rates may need to go higher. You know, it was interesting. I was reading an article by Reuters this morning and Reuters uh, basically classified Jerome Powell's statements as the Fed admitting a mistake and saying that they might have to ramp rate cuts up again. And, you know, I don't understand when the Fed could possibly do something right, according to people who report on the Fed, us <laughs> included. I mean, look at it from this point. If they say they're data dependent and they will adjust rates as data changes, and then data changes, and they talk about adjusting what they've already said, that's a mistake, according to the financial media. Again, you and I included. And I'm starting to think that this Fed bashing is getting a little boring. I mean, they're trying to curb inflation. And then you saw yesterday, I mean, the ridiculous amount of commentary from people in government basically trying to get Jerome Powell to admit what we all know is that people have to lose their jobs and the economy has to slow in order to, for the greater good, according to the Fed's mandate. Now, I think those of us that might lose our jobs don't think it's the greater good. But Senator Warren was one that struck me where she said, you know, what do you say to those two million people that are going to be out of a job? And he said, well, you know, we're trying to help the 333 million people in the rest of the country. And he didn't say that, but that's the way I took his commentary. Jerome Powell can't say what he wants to say in front of Congress, which I can't say on this show either. Um, I think we both know what he's thinking. And from that perspective, I think he did a good job in letting the markets know, hey, data has come in stronger. And we've said over and over again, we're data dependent. So what do you want from us? You know, I'd have to agree with you in terms of saying what he wants to say. Oftentimes, uh, senators barely gave him a chance to even answer the question. Uh, there was quite the political agenda there, uh, to say the least, in many instances that was playing out. Um, you know, one of the things that's been playing out, and we've been focusing on here, Bob, uh, tying back to the dollar uh, and the move we've seen recently in rates, the TNX back to the November highs, I've been showing how the dollar's been lagging that compared to what we've seen in 10-year yields. And we just looked at the dollar back to the middle of the range we've established basically last year, 94 to 114. We're hanging out right around 115 here right now. But take a look at this chart because, you know, we've been chalking up uh, the dollar weakness compared to rates to some of the strength we've seen in the euro currency. I wonder if that's going to, uh, if we can uh, unleash the U.S. dollar here right now to the upside. I mean, if we had the dollar back to November levels, Bob, we'd be back to the 110 handle. If we start to get a little bit more of aggressive Fed here, if we get some stronger job support here, is that uh, what we could be looking at? Yeah, well, I'll always defer to Carly Garner on charts. She She's said, one hey, 106 stuff. just a minute ago, right? She was like, that's the next yeah. level. Yeah. Yeah, I, and I was watching that. And, you know, what, you, what you're showing on the screen right now is a pretty substantial double bottom with a reach toward those highs. 
So when you look at a weekly chart, a weekly chart after what we've gone through this week, this is the strongest week since last February, and we're only basically two and a half days into it. Yeah. So if it continues in that type of move for the dollar, yes, it's a breakout, and it's a convincing breakout for the dollar, and I think it should be. You know, we got the Bank of Canada in a little while, and they're expected to pause. They've taken their inflation from this time last year, and I'll call it March of last year, which was about 5.9%. They went all the way up past eight and then back down to about 5.7, and they're expected to pause. Now, I don't know if they will. Some of their data has been strong as well, although they missed a little bit on GDP last week. So maybe they're going to surprise the market and say, something to the effect of, look, we're going to hold here for a second, but we'll flip on a dime. Again, I'm using Chicago language, not Bank of Canada language. But from that perspective, you know, I think when you look at the dollar, you have to believe that this little move down, and we talked about this last week, that this it relatively little move down from that sort of 114, 117 area, or I'm sorry, 114 area, the 117 was more close to a stretch high you're likely to test that again if the other central bankers are going to slow down and the U.S. economy as strong as it is. Did you see the ADP numbers this morning? I mean, they were ridiculously yeah, strong. strong since the last read. Now, they've changed the way that they list their jobs out, but still, that's a strong number. And one of the things that we expected to see was construction jobs start to fall off, and they fell off in this ADP number. First time hmm. that construction hmm. jobs have started to fall. Why? Because homes should be getting softer mm -hmm. with rates where they are. And I'll throw one last thing into that, Ben, when you talk about the dollar. We, people talk about, years ago, we talked about a long and variable lag of Fed actions. And there's been a couple of people, I'll leave their names out for now for sake of time, that have said that that long and variable lag, which we all thought to be 12 to 18 months, mm -hmm. has shrunk to about six to 12 months because of communication from the Fed governors and speeches and the summary of economic opinions that we get. We'll get this at the next meeting. They do it four times a year. If that's true, then six months ago, we had rates at about 75 to 1% on the Fed target, 75 basis points to 1%. We've got 375 basis points Since, of tightening yeah. yet to show itself in the economy, if that's accurate. If the old long and variable lag is still accurate, there's a long way to go before these hikes show themselves. So there's a lot to go through the system yet, and it's difficult to have an opinion on anything except maybe a stronger dollar. In terms of that stronger dollar, obviously the job support, uh, uh, the strength there we've seen equates to what we're seeing here this morning, fractionally higher, but uh, six of the last seven weeks to the upside in the U.S. dollar, last time we saw that was in April, of last year, but uh, Bob, I want to ask you in terms of if uh, a year ago when we first saw that yield curve invert, if I had told you that a year from now it would be 100 basis points to 210, no I'd imagine that would have been your response. No way. Since what? 1950, the inverted yield curve has predicted every recession. Um, we've had two inverted yield curves in that period, and they were both very brief where a recession didn't follow, but after both of those, the curve went normal and then re-inverted again in which a recession then followed. Uh, somebody in our in our uh, Discord server and our Patreon Partners YouTube channel asked me why I'm so positive that a recession is coming. I'm not positive, but the probability falls above 90% yeah. based on the yield curve. And isn't that what we do here? Yeah. It's probabilities. So I'm in the camp of the higher probability outcome, which is a recession, just pushed forward a little bit because the data has been so strong. 
Bob, you mentioned the BOC. We also had the RBA this week signaling potential for a pause if the data supports that uh, action. Uh, but let's talk about some of the other foreign currencies. We've been watching the Mexican peso, for example, which has been on a rip uh, higher. I mean, uh, you mentioned the yen earlier as well. Some of the others you have your eye on. Well, obviously, emerging markets, Mexican peso is going to do well. Emerging markets have done okay. But here's really what I'm looking at, Ben, is the Bank of Japan meeting. Okay. You I mentioned think the yen most, earlier. Yeah, I think that's the most important meeting this week because they're on the most contrary path in terms of monetary policy mm -hmm. to all the other central banks. So are they going to reverse that? Are they going to give the JGB, the 10-year JGB, more room to the upside? Are they going to abandon protecting those levels at all? You know, if you look at what's happened to equities, and I have to credit Emma Mulman for pointing this out to me, um, she basically said, watch the movement in the yen, and when the yen has a bad day, so does the S&P. And that's happened over and over and over again. Yesterday's another day like that. So she points it all to Bank of Japan actions, and the more I looked at that, in the very short term, it's not a longer term correlation, but in the very short term, that has been what's happening, and the Bank of Japan is something to keep an eye on. We will. Bob, always appreciate you joining us, helping us take a look here at currencies and treasuries this morning. A very busy morning for financial markets at that. Bob Iaccino joining us from Path Trading Partners.